Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I thought you were going to begin with a big sigh there. <laughs> That'd be a good way to start the film, actually. Yeah, keep this in. <laughs> Hello and welcome to What a Night, part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network, where we're rebooting it for the second half of the season, I guess, aren't we, Jude Summerfield? It's our latest um, sort of rebrand, I suppose. Although we just keep things exa- exactly the same. Well, yeah, yeah I did float on Twitter earlier. We should rebrand as the as a Brighton Brentford podcast because it seems much happier in those circles. I know they're not above us on the table or anything, but you never well, know. The next few weeks. Yeah, we were trying to come up with a combined name earlier, weren't we? But I think we only got Bri as far Brent. As Brent. Brented. It's tricky because Bri- obviously, Brighted. you know, first Brightford. two letters each are exactly the same. Brightford. Brightford. Brightford that yeah. Might be Sounds, sounds nice, isn't it? Nice little place. Nice little village. Brenton. Doesn't quite, doesn't quite keep the, work. Keep the Brent part. Rub yeah, I suppose. We're becoming an office podcast. Yeah. I'm not That'd a massive fun. fan of Ricky Gervais <laughs> these days, but <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> okay. Not a massive fan of anything these days. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, you see, this is what Tottenham Hotspur does to a man, you know. So, oh, man. Cause we, we did record a pod pre-Christmas, which didn't air, which kind mm. of was... Probably for uh, Probably, if, well... I actually think I actually think looking back, we we're much more positive then. Like we we're like, you know, maybe we see the positive side. You know, we haven't hit our peak yet. We're still running that gimmick. I think um, we were all high off the sports washing, <laughs> so nobody was really worrying about that. Yeah, I can't rule it out. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like we're still in the top four as it stands. We're not in the top four anymore. No. Still in the Champions League as it stands. Still kind of stands, but. It does stand. It does stand. It does stand to reason. We are in the Champions League. We're a Champions yeah. League club. It's just how long that's gonna. Last feels like end of days with that regard. Yeah, we'll get Champions to, League. We'll get anyway. to, yeah, we'll get to that. Speaking of end of days, we should probably talk a little bit about the North London derby. I guess everyone's kind of had their podcast fix already, but let's kick you on the nuts one last time. Yeah, uh, I was there. I wish I wasn't. You were there. Yeah, uh, give us. You it, can uh, give us the skill. Well, it was, you could feel it was every every North London derby is big, but you could feel it was like a really important one that the kind of swing in this and that it could have kicked started our season but also because Man City had lost to Man United the day before mm. it's a big gap that it would have opened up um, and you could feel it walking down the high road it, it really got me in the derby mood because I wasn't kind of scared going into this derby I was scared going into the Emirates one because <laughs> it was like okay we need to announce ourselves in this whereas now it's kind of I'm a bit more apathetic for, towards Spurs' season mm. I've kind of made my peace that Arsenal are going to win the league sorry but it would be a massive bottle job if they they didn't win the league from here. I suppose that's the nugget you can throw in. This is yeah. Just this is the th- this throw in the bottle <laughs> job. What are the positives? <laughs> if Arsenal don't win the league, it's one of the biggest bottle jobs ever. Um, uh, not banking on it though. No, me neither. But, yeah, but you, you, you could you could feel it. There was a big game. We started well the first five minutes. I thought. I think the problem was <laughs> it's I rare, think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah it doesn't happen all the time. I do. I think the problem probably is that 
what we had in that five minutes was we had Ryan Sessing on taking two free crosses and they were both mm. really flat and it was just like if Perisic were on the pitch maybe that's a better delivery it was a weird call wasn't it I wasn't really I was, sure yeah, I was very sure. Sessing and I had a Perisic yeah. in that game unless he was being safe for City but for maybe, me it just seemed uh, like my, yeah my rationalisation was he did okay against Saka last year even though Saka was basically playing on one leg and he's a bit quicker yeah. than Perisic yeah, that, must, that, that must have been what was going on in his head yeah but like he's I don't know I don't know really where we go with Sessegnon at this point like he's a good player there's a good player in there it's just I, I don't see the attacking output like, like, yeah, I, ever yeah. properly coming to fruition which is strange because that's the whole reason we signed him I know like, yeah. you look at how many he goals did, like, he scored like, he, had, he, he always has chances to get into space but like it's yeah, this game. yeah yeah and he it was a really good save from Ramsdale I mean Ramsdale was really good all yeah um, but like so much of the um, the 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 attack just comes down to these wing backs having chances and, and putting them away when yeah and you actually you genuinely need like consistent finishes there and he should be perfect but for some reason he's been a bit alert. he was one of the players that kind of stepped up towards the end of last season I thought he was really really good in some of those back end games last season particularly against Arsenal particularly against Liverpool when we really needed big performances I guess the caveat to that is that was yeah. more on the defensive side and that we needed him to be more of a lockdown defender than contribute do, do Got the assist against Liverpool, did he actually? Uh, Kane played the ball. Yeah. Sessio pulled it back for Son. Might have done, oh, yeah. oh, I know he scored, he scored against Bournemouth a few yeah. months ago. Uh, yeah, I guess the point is that everyone who overperformed last season is now underperforming, and that's kind of yes. harming us a bit. Um, that's true. One of those players in particular, Hugo Lloris, I could not tell from my seat what the hell had happened. I know Saka was running to the byline, and Sessio kind of was just like. Just let just let him have it, mm. and if Hugo Lloris isn't there, it probably stays out the net. <laughs> so I think that's yeah. that's the first problem. The first problem we got to get rid of. Oh man, um, I died. It's uh, such a poor. I mean, I don't understand how a captain can do this over and over again. <laughs> like, it's been it's, a bad season. It's it's been a bad. That, season. That's four like, errors, leading goals. Oh, I mean, we were watching a montage earlier. Oh, we were. Um, that was a good montage. The f- yeah, my favourite one was the few. was the the Barcelona one where it's on the edge of the box <laughs> and all of a sudden you just see him sliding through the box. Like, why are you there? What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. For I don't that know. One. Keepers love that though. They love just you, you know preempting every single run. Of it's play really annoying because because I thought his Spurs career has gone in like three different chapters where he started out amazing and you could see why we signed him. And at the time, it was a modern keeper because you didn't need to use your feet, but you need to be quick off your line. So he was ahead of the curve in that regard. Now he's kind of behind the curve. Then he went through the stage of when we were actually good elsewhere on the pitch, he was committing a few clangers. Like mm-hmm. the. Remember Marcus Alonso at Wembley? That, that kind of that like bad, really yeah. comes to mind. That was bad. And then he, but then he went into this kind of third stage where it was, oh, wow, well, he's actually kind of. I think it was Seb Stafford Blue who said it reversed his decline. I thought that was kind of. A, like a good way to summarise it where you he was playing well in big games again he was being like the kind of the thing between us and complete and total oblivion um, yeah that he had gone back to that sort of winning points yeah on his own sort of uh, sort of thing which he did quite well in the early in the early stages and he, he convinced me that he was a really good penalty saver and then someone pulled up the statistics oh, yeah. after the World Cup final I was like oh no he just saved like the the th- the three pens in like a three week stretch against Leicester, Arsenal, and City in 1819. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad we realised that. He had a good run of saves because he's got such yeah. small arms that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, just, 
But that was a bad, bad way to start a North it's, London derby. I mean, it must just be so deflating when a goal like that. It keeps happening in these just, big games, doesn't it? Like, I think someone went through like some of the big games this season, particularly our last three big ones at home. Mm-hmm. So Arsenal, first goal conceded, individual error. Liverpool, first goal conceded, individual error from Dyer. Yeah. Newcastle, that was Lloris again. Dyer didn't come up himself from glory. It was just, just like, oh, I mean, Almiron's goal for Newcastle as well was his leg. Well, yeah, good, yeah, good point. Yeah, come through. Yeah. So you get <laughs> the idea of that. So, <laughs> so I think it's kind of this kind of over reliance on these players who aren't at the standard. Um, you start a goal down. I mean, it's just weird when ev- when everything the team is trying to do just looks so complicated. You can sort of tell that they don't really understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, because every little flick, which is pass which is strange because towards last, the end of yeah, last season, well. every it looked like the opposite. Everyone knew what they were doing. Everyone knew what the plan was, and it's just what the hell are we doing? Yeah, it's the like, build up is really yeah. really slow. Just one side to the other. There's no like real cut, and I don't know if that's just midfield not having the same. Like consistency because Ben Tanker's been out and yeah. Hoybier's not really that kind of player, but they definitely need. You notice it in these games like this. Like yeah, you really do. What a player? What kind of player Hoybier is? And it's like he's not the creative option in midfield too. That's for sure. No, he's really not. He's not. He's a little bit of a runner, and like he has scored a few gun- goals this but season. But he needs but the like, Bentancur type to do yeah, the other stuff for him, or, uh, he, or he needs to play in a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And th- I mean, this was another one really. I mean, picking Saar for that game. Um, he'd be in good form to be fair yeah I think he'd just kind of, a massive I w- call I, yeah I think it was a massive call I wasn't totally surprised but I think Conte kind of realised if I pick Basuma then I know what I'm getting and what I'm getting is not going to work mm. um, I think Basuma's shown that he can really only play in a three as well that's the problem with this yeah, yeah. <sighs> but you think at a time when like well, one of Tottenham's attacking forces is looking a bit spent in some yeah. that you might actually try and yeah. switch things up a little bit and give your midfield more of a a chance by going three well, I'm yeah. not sure I mean we just do it so rarely these days it was only when literally every attacker was out injured that they went three, went five, three. Two, yeah. yeah and there were little moments where you got some quality and like it's a good one to change to when you're trying to control the game yeah and I think someone I think someone on Twitter theorised it recently where it was just like in this season of all seasons where everything we're playing a million games so quickly um, you can't play a midfield two and expect to be the dominant team it's just impossible yeah. like even you see it with you see it with Arsenal where Odegaard tucks into midfield a lot more than he did last year because yeah. they need that extra support but it's smart as well isn't yeah, he's, it? Just he's, come, like he's come he's, with he's a good he's a, just a good, good centre mid really he's a good mean, player yeah and he's one of those players who yeah. picks the ball up and then just drives forward yeah. and suddenly attacks start yeah. going and, and he scored their second goal Oh, it was a great strike. It was, it was a really good strike. Um, yeah, no complaints. We deserved it. We'll bring it on. So oh yeah, one hundred percent. After that first goal, it's just nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing for twenty all minutes. That, all that seemed that was all that seemed likely to happen was they would extend their yeah. lead, and um, he looked very, very clumsy and sort of non-committal, and yeah. nobody fancied closing him down, which is a little bit frustrating. But like, it was a great strike and. Yeah. It was one of those where, like, Lloris has let that first one in. I wasn't really expecting him to get to the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know what you can do. He'd actually made, he'd, he'd made like, a, like a, a decent save off his own cock-up. He did, actually. Yeah, I forgot about made. that. I forgot yeah. we had that moment. Yeah. Which, you know, sort of... Sort of... A, no, I didn't redeem him. <laughs> 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 it was an eerie <laughs> performance, really. Yeah, I... 
it was um, a, it was a straight two out of ten in my player ratings because it's, it's changed the game in a unprecedented way. I've shift, never I've never seen an error like that. I don't really see how you can get the crowd back from being all like boisterous North London derby to you know it's di- just yeah, to that level it, again especially when you look at, especially considering the form. I think yeah. if if we're in if it was like this game last season, you probably can just by virtue of we need this. Now yeah. it was it was a matter of well we're doing this again aren't we this is this is, this is how it's going to go okay cool um, there was yeah. kind of resignation to it but then we came out the second half looked a lot better but this has been the story of the season and the story this time was that in those 15 minutes or so we really piled on the pressure Ramsdale was keeping everything out and then we just kind of we had more of the ball but didn't really know what to do with it and Kessie had a couple chances missed those yeah I think Arsenal Apart from those 50 minutes, you talked to an Arsenal fan that probably say it's probably one of the more comfortable derbies they've had. Particularly yeah, away ones. I'd That's say, the, first, yeah. the first away win they've had at the new stadium. Yeah, you'd, you'd kind of say they earned the right to be comfortable, but it's just like, in, they, just because they totally outplayed Spurs, and by the time Spurs actually came on a little stronger in the second half, they had that two goal lead. So, I mean, then, you know, the, the only thing is they didn't do too much to get into the lead anyway. Yeah. They were just, they were just the better team. And they got the goals, and they were. Well, and the second one was a very good goal. Obviously, first one was a bit more of a gift, and it's just yeah. frustrating. But by the time that Spurs, you know, wake up and find themselves in the ascendancy somehow, we can't keep doing that kind of you, well, escape. You can't, act, can't. It's not sustainable. No, it's not. You can't be comeback kings and expect to win the league. So, especially as the best team in the league. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I think we don't talk about the derby. Do we need to talk anymore? I don't think we need to. We'll unless watch, it, unless, yeah, well, yeah, we'll I guess. I guess, yeah. But yeah. Then I guess that get, brings us to our next point, which is the future of Antonio Conte. Ooh, because yeah, this is always a fun one. Uh, <laughs> it came out uh, toward the end of the World Cup that contract was still, still hadn't been really thrashed out. Then we begin this new this second part of the season in horrendous form with performances somehow even worse than they were before the break culminating in this derby performance which is absolutely pathetic and fans are angry in fact some fans blame Conte some fans blame the board a bit more what's your kind of where, who are you blaming on the pie chart here Who? what kind of percentage are you looking uh, I, I, I kind of think Conte's almost blameless really really in that well in terms of like pitch on, on pitch things is obviously a little bit different but you kind of know beforehand that he's a bit mercenary-like and yeah. he'll come in and he'll expect certain things. And um, This isn't me coming out to bat for him, by the way. No, 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 no yeah, it is. No, that's, what you're, that's, what, no, that's, what, you're, that's what you're doing. I'm, put, I'm going to ask to put it in the episode that's description. It. Yeah, and a certain Timestamp. Time he comes out to bat for Conte. Yeah, go on. Yes, Calcio Ultra. Jeez, <laughs> so I feel. Um, but I, I, I just think it's that they're suffering from being stuck in this no man's land at the moment where I think the club are quite certain and in their ideals of buying young players and developing them and um, I, I don't think I think Conte's got a pretty poor track record where he doesn't really get what he wants does he <laughs> in terms of like not being at a big club um, I was trying because he, he was at he, was he at literally left Inter so, because of that yeah like, that's why he left they were champions and he was like if you're going to sell Hakimi I'm going to leave yeah, so I, I I think it was yeah it was a great move last season, just to sort of swivel and appoint someone who could get the team into good shape for 
almost nine months yeah. or whatever, but it seems like it's not quite working out this year. There seems to be a bit of a lack of love from both sides because fans sort of know Conte's this almost gun for hire. Not not even in a bad way because it's a very good manager and has won stuff before. But I just not think the, this is the caveat I always put with like my tweets. I'm like, I'm not knocking his career. Yeah, I mean, you can't. His, pedig- his pedigree is amazing. It's, he will, it's unproven. His next it's job will be his next job. Doubted. His next job will be a top job. I'm not doubting this. Oh yeah, he's got he's got plenty of pedigree in the bank and like <laughs> clubs are always chopping and changing anyway. So he'll have no trouble um, falling upwards. Yeah, he'll be at Juventus so a few months. I guess, I'm can, sure. Yeah, oh, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that I th- I think. It's there's a lot of wasted time that annoys me when I think about Spurs. Yeah. When they could be putting things into motion and developing for the future and maybe, you know, doing the painful stuff now rather than waiting a few down, days down the line. Not days, sorry, years to to um, <laughs> to fix to fix what's going on. It's almost like an admittance that um things are fine sometimes. What like everything's burning down? A little, yeah, a little bit. Like, it's just like we're doing the kind of most that we can. And it's just like, oh, are you? Well, in, I feel like it's just sort of accepting the status quo at the moment a little bit. Um, just because I, I feel like no, no changes. Nobody's moving the needle almost. No, I know they're sort yeah. of. They are sort of like Conte always throws barbs at the club and all that. But <laughs> I think you see his ones yesterday. Uh, I saw the, <laughs> the most specific sort of shady comment you could wish for. But it was really great because someone asked him, um, so we're going to ask him to do something? He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. It's so, yeah. Yeah, it's silly. Um, but yeah, just I just think there's a bit of a, a gap between Conte and the club's fan base. Yeah. And I, I, I can imagine how that just sort of exasperates things yeah. and makes everything worse yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that being said there's team selection stuff that I don't really agree with you mean like playing three at the back every single week well I, I, I don't up a I, I think a change is necessary when things aren't going well yeah. or when there's a lack of consistency or when the players just simply look like they are uncomfortable yeah and I think there are plenty of players in the squad who would be happy playing, you know, a normal formation or four two three one, where you've got midfielders who can like stay quite support each other, yeah, support each other and be comp- compact. Like I still look at the midfielders having like you rattle them off in a four two three one or a four three three three, and I think these guys could be like yeah. good pressing monsters. Yeah. I don't really see what the problem is here. They just need why does it have to be three at the back when the passing range on the three is quite limited. Well, that's the thing as well, but you, you take into account like it's the three there, but it also means fucking like you need your wing backs to be really yeah. shit hot because they have to get out of, <laughs> out of the most, you know, the, the hardest cul de sacs possible. And that means you've got like a massive onus on five players who aren't really your best players anyway. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which really doesn't because you're asking like your centre back, your, your middle centre back, Eric Dyer, a lot of the time to play the most passes. And to like open up play, like he was trying to do that a lot against Arsenal with these little. I see. You could, you could, yeah, you, you could see it early on. He was trying to recreate the thing that got Rob Holding sent off a lot, but <laughs> they weren't really... playing. They weren't playing Rob Holding, so they were quite they a bit wiser to no. it. So yeah. I think it was Ben White who was kind of 
snuffling up everything. The so recording didn't get on. Yeah. Yeah, they just thought they were a bit wise and yeah. once they once they had a goal or two, they didn't really yeah. need to I think, do any sniffing. I think for me, I think the blame is about 50-50. And it kind of veers one way or the other depending on the specifics you're talking about. So I think Conte and the board are failing each other. I think that's a kind of... No one is blameless here, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that Conte needs to get more out of what he's got. I think that he is, for someone who's so proven, what's been displayed on the pitch and in terms of results. I think it's the thing is, well, he's a results manager and we're not even getting results, so what the hell are we left yeah, with? Yeah, it's hardly like um, he's a beggar as well, isn't he? He's got good players there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... We saw, we saw sure. what happened last season. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that I came into the season wondering is how has Conte adapted his methods to play like you know he's not a very good manager when it comes to managing more than once a week anyway the history has proven that um, that's completely inarguable how has he adapt to that and the simple answer is that we play slow in the first half so we can go fast in the second half but by the time because we are so slow in the first half we're spending the second half chasing a game more often than not you say these things and out loud is, and they don't sound good no they don't really no it's, it sounds like it's a problem he's trying to fix a bit more so you know that, if that's his method for trying to solve it it hasn't worked and he hasn't really veered from that either he's kind of just let it roll let's just keep going let it roll it, it might work eventually and, and I think the, there's, a, there's a positive and a negative to saying we still have a whole other sort of half of the season left in that there's still time. There's still time for it I mean, to come. The negative good. is that the negative is all that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the negative is that um, we've got still a lot of games to play in a really condensed period again. So he's not going to get extra time to really kind of. What's going to change? I don't know what's going to change. The no. other teams might get be a bit more tired. I don't know. Um, but I think in the board sense, they keep going for these win and owl methods without wanting to do the things. That require you to win now. Like in the yeah. summer, um, I didn't expect us to win the leagues this season. I didn't think that anything we could realistically do in the transfer market would propel us from top four challenges to title winners. Um, because I just didn't think it was within our remit. I don't think the, play- the standard players we could have got, we could have got in one window mm-hmm. would have done that. I know we were really good last season. I think that it would have been really hard last to really kind of build on that. I thought that the window we did have was enough to kind of sustain top four and I think we came into the season I think we all said on this pod like if we don't get top four it's a bit of a failure yeah, yeah the quality yeah. of the squad is obviously there we've added some good players maybe now that the hindsight is when Conte talks about wanting to challenge for titles you still need to go above and beyond accepting your top four status you need to at least try maybe to mm. get into that kind of title conversation even if you know you're not going to win it at least try and barge in because you might be like Arsenal you might encounter City on a down yeah it might fall in your lap might yeah it? exactly yeah so maybe yeah. that maybe that was the point um, I think we made a huge mistake on not having a proper backup target for Bastoni because you look mm-hmm. at the defence now that is really the weak link the, either the centre-backs or the wing-backs those are the weak links we can get by in midfield I think it's an area probably to upgrade in a little bit but we can get by the mm. forward line is fine but the, the, we think we've been really unlucky with how long Kulusevski was out for and that Richardson kind of came into the team on the wrong side and with Son not in form so it made it harder but how often are we going to keep doing this and pretending that we're a bigger <laughs> club than we actually are like you know Pochettino warned it when he was here and towards when he was leaving you know it was we needed to enter another cycle of rebuilding because the way that I do wonder if Pochettino saw something in 
Levy or the board or the recruitment which kind of was led him to believe they're going to try and change something yeah, and they're going to try and do change the way that we work in a in the wrong kind of way like, in the, like if he knew Mourinho might be coming in or he was going to purchase players the way they did like I think that I think for example the Doherty signing I think Doherty's been an, an okay player you know had that good spell last season for a few weeks mm-hmm. um but at the time, that that was seen as like a Mourinho win now signing for yeah. right back in that he scored. He was a goal scoring fullback. It was just going out and getting. It was going out like getting. Yeah, but and it was just like but it wasn't much kind of. We're now kind of stuck with him because he's at a big club. He doesn't want to leave. Mm. He's fairly old. He doesn't provide the physical qualities that we need in a wing back. And there wasn't kind of much foresight to any. And when we signed him, we were playing a back four, and he hadn't played in a back four for, <laughs> yeah. for years. It was just like, what, 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 it's just, what are we doing? If you, if you had made that signing with a little bit of foresight, then, you know, I know he's a bit old, but you could have got four or five good seasons out of him. Yeah. And, like, we've only really had that one good that, streak. Yeah, a spell, yeah. Because and then the, he yeah. played it and then he got injured. He got injured and it's kind of killed him a little bit. frustrating. But I remember Poch years ago saying, like, I think it was just before he got sacked he was always talking about you know we're Tottenham we have to be innovative we don't have as much money as everyone yeah else. we need to be smarter the way um, we do it and we yeah. just and I think haven't we, really done that to be honest I don't think they, they were like they weren't boff they were smarter than they are now but they weren't boffins like that they yeah. were like that yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. forking out and I think as well knows on. we've spent a lot of money since we moved to the stadium and we yeah. spent a lot of money in the, in the summer for Conte it just feels like the kind of the strategy is like we needed more yeah but you look at the first team 11 as well and you don't really think there's been I mean the one that goes out against Arsenal isn't there aren't many areas that have need improving recently that have been improved if you know what yeah, I mean yeah yeah no, there's, no, been, there's been there's been players that have come in in those positions for either the players aren't good enough or they haven't fit in very well yeah so like Basuma not playing well is a massive yeah. killer because for some reason he just looks lost whenever he comes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And if he was actually, if he was playing like Brighton Basuma, if he had another person alongside him, things would just be so much more different. Yeah. That's I, that, that's a real like let down for me so far this season. Yeah. Having seen him at, at Brighton. Yeah. The amount of ball he just went yeah. back and it's just not happened this year. Which I, is a shame. Yeah. I think it's a bit different for midfielders because I think they'll eventually sort of learn the tempo and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's just... um. I don't think he could still come. I'm not writing him off. No, I, I wouldn't. I think, for example, if he were to work under another manager, then they would look at that as a kind of okay. That's a that's a quite important piece of yes, midfield. Yes, there. they would. And he'd so, be starting pretty much every game, I'm sure. Okay, so I'm going to use that as a segue into the, the manager bit because segue. It segue does segue like, it, yeah, away. It, <laughs> good one, Jude. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so it does seem like Conte's time is limited. Whether that's in the next few weeks or he goes at the end of the season I don't think he's going to be the manager here next season 100 million percent I don't think it's controversial to say that I don't think it's that controversial no, no I think it's I think, I think it's a given like the way, the way no, yeah no. exactly yeah we'd have to go on a massive winning run that we just don't foresee happening um, but uh, been reports earlier this week that Spurs one of their targets is Thomas Tuchel Oh, and, not another one! Uh, yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> Thomas Tuchel Chelsea would be managers. would be open to managing Spurs. And I actually think I think I floated this idea about a month ago, where I said in our in our group chat, where I said I think Tuchel's a better fit for us than Conte in terms of just getting the best out of a team, being more kind of flexible in Europe, mm. be, having a kind of he has more of a history of like being like 
what I call chameleon manager. Like he has different philosophies. Like at Chelsea, he was super boring. Don't yeah, he was super super boring. He's at PSG, boring. he was more about kind of like possession football because it was PSG you had to do that. At Dortmund, it was high pressing. So I think that I don't want to shove him in that kind of the boring manager category. But I think he he had the way that he would look at the squad is I'm going to take what Conte did with the three at the back and just make it better. And that was going yeah. to lead us down the Chelsea path. Oh, that's not the only reason why I don't want this appointment. Um, it is a path well trodden for Chelsea manager. It's, well, it would be the it would be the fifth ex-Chelsea manager that Enoch would have hired. That's staggering. Yeah, five ex-Chelsea. I know. I'm not. Re- I don't really count the first one to hold on because I think that was that was a club legend appointment. I think more than anything, mm-hmm. that wasn't in the view of being Chelsea. But everyone since AVB doing the rebuild for after the Redknapp era. Then it was Mourinho take, supposedly meant to take Poch's Spurs and get them over the hump. Didn't happen, didn't it? And then Conte, who fixed us last season. Last season is one of my favourite seasons. I will remember that season fondly forever. This season has been a complete failure so far and there's no getting away from that. Mm. And if Tuca were to come in, I don't doubt that he would put out these, these kind of on-pitch fires. I think we'd be a better football team. I think we would we could perhaps go on a run. We have a really nice run through February and March where we play a lot of the bottom six plus Chelsea at home, ironically. And it's always a fun one. You think that between a new manager bounce and a new manager just putting fresh ideas into the team, we could go on a run and we could get to the top four again and that might solve some issues. The problem then is the long term in yeah. that Tuchel, his, I don't know if you've seen his transfer record, because he has favourite players well, it wasn't really good he has favourite players or favourite styles of players and they are horrendous and it's the same kind of thing with Conte and that Conte has he has like a a type of player that he kind of likes a bit more mm. kind of rigid it's why I found it ironic when he said that they kind of lacked flair and creativity and it was just like okay bro do you want to sign him? <laughs> um, I understand that's not fully his job yeah. but you need more than Ask Brian more. Yeah, yeah, just... And I just think Tuchel, as well, he's been quite... he. The reason that he's seen as a unifying figure at Chelsea is because he won the Champions League. I don't know if... And he, and he went through that the tough time with the ownership as well. That he had to kind of... He had mm-hmm. to be the guy who was like the public mouthpiece for the club. And he did that kind of quite well. But then everything over the summer, they did all the signings or whatever. I think he wasn't happy with, with some of them. Mm-hmm. He quickly fell apart this season. And he was booted out first possible chance you could see like his influence was waning a little bit um, he wasn't able to convince guys like Rudiger and Christensen to stay mm. to be part of the next part of the project I think that's quite an underrated kind of worry because mm-hmm. um, he, he got so much out of Rudiger before Tuchel came Rudiger was not really Pretty anybody he, like, he wasn't getting played under Lampard Pretty at all he was, yeah he was and he became one of the best in the max in the world and I think the, that would be the appeal to Spurs in that Oh, look at what he did at Chelsea in a short period of time. That could immediately improve us. We could we have players who have that, that kind of potential. That would be the appeal. Yeah. But like I said, the yeah, it's the short term. It's, it's, it's a short termist thing again. And he's fallen out with the hierarchy pretty much yeah. wherever he's been. Everywhere, everywhere, yeah. Um there's been some kind of unsavory off pitch as well yep. as on pitch stuff as well, where it's just like we need a unifying figure. Because wherever you think wherever you think of content the board right now if the next guy isn't a good fit think about the kind of tension there is on the board right now I'm not against the board right now I think the I think the kind of stuff against Enoch and Levy right now is a bit overblown but they have done bad things in the last three four years and 
if <laughs> made bad another one decisions if, sure, a, if the next yeah. one is like unquestionably indefensible mm. it's just what we're going to do is, is I'm not scared well, of, I'm not scared of dropping out of a big six right now I would be if the next manager appointment is wrong and I think yeah. at least we, I think at least we'd be relevant on the two call at least the problem yeah. is that it's just you know, the long term and that we need to accept that we're a project club we do yeah it's, it's genuinely just whether um, some people in the club actually fancy accepting that rather than going out with Chelsea? trying to win now playing with Chelsea <laughs> playing with Chelsea oh I'd love to be Chelsea but I think I'm writing about this for 90 minutes um, right now and it'll probably be up on the site by the time this podcast is out but I think the it feels like they're trying to kind of buy their way to this win now thing but I think they're overlooking that Chelsea are the Chelsea they're trying to follow not Todd Bowley's Chelsea but the Chelsea yeah the before. time has come and gone yeah the time the, the league is different because mm-hmm. every other manager of the big six including Chelsea now actually have progressive managers who prefer playing with the ball that's the case of every other top half team by the way I yeah. check the table every other team in the top half they want to be the kind of protagonists they want to play attractive football they want to have this long term vision they want to feel like they're building towards something we are now the ones going against that grain yeah it does feel like we're sort of missing out and everyone else is having fun outside yeah <laughs> do you know what I miss watching my like, football team oh my poor boys can't string five passes together and you've got fucking we get to go to the Alley Mac at Brighton and you can go and see <laughs> bloody Ivan Toni bashing in not for long Mark, <laughs> it's fun but like they, but it is fun, they, yeah. they've, they've, they've bought into their own philosophies and, and thought you know we can play good football we just need the right profile of player and there's no reason why we can't go out and sign them but then I look at the kind of how clubs are run I'm not and Spurs are in different space to Brighton but you look at Brighton mm-hmm. and Potter went and they upgraded yeah they, yeah, they really did you're saying they're playing better football I thought it was just I said it to you that the difference might have just been they're a bit better in both boxes. You're saying it's playing, better than that. I think they're playing better football. I, I genuinely, I, I'd say the results are sort of a little bit similar just because Zerbi came in and I think they went like three or four games without actually getting a win. Yeah. But now you can sort of, but it's such a short space of time as well, but you can see yeah. the, all, all the all the changes that have been made that have actually... But it doesn't disrupt them. But it doesn't disrupt them and it gets the best we went like a, we, Yeah, we went like, like two months without a manager a couple of years ago. Yeah. Exactly. And then Nuno came in. Yeah. What were we doing? <laughs> But like he spotted players as well who you know like like Sonny March who have qualities that can be um, amplified and used to Brighton's credit and I don't think well as as we said earlier yeah. I think a lot of what Spurs do is give responsibility to some poor players yeah yeah <laughs> and like ask them to build from the back and try and win games when that's that doesn't really suit yeah. everyone but that's else, a good you know? that's a good point you made about March because that's something that I kind of hark on about. And kind of helps Tuchel with his argument to be the next manager in that I don't think there are players who are uncoachable I just think they either used wrong or like utilised in a different way that they should have like they're not there's something there's a tactical thing there's a coaching thing there's just a, yeah there's one final step missing isn't yeah. there really it does seem like with a lot of players if like they could just they just got to them a little more and just really sculpted them they would just fit in a lot more perfectly but yeah. they just don't right so now. Tuchel yes or no I'd say no because I'd like something different. I'd like. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to grammarly.com/podcast to download it for free. 
That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like the warts and all spurs. Yeah. Yeah. You'd like to... F- I, I want to feel positive about it. I guess... Mm. You know, winning would fix that be, for a little might bit. Might be tough this lifetime. It is Tottenham. <laughs> would you take Poch back right now? Uh... What for the warm, sweet embrace of daddy? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I think because I'm using my mind. It does, the annoying thing is it's a brainless decision. Yeah, the, I think the annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, the annoying thing is it does feel like these are the only two options in the and because the, the, like the Poch thing was floated before Conte even came here, before Nuno even came here. Mm. It seemed like he was trying to get out of PSG and maneuver that. It feels like that's the kind of default option, and I feel like I could be wrong, but it does feel like that kind of sets itself up to fail my caveat to that is I think Poch was a kind of a bit harshly judged by his job at PSG yeah I think it was a hard environment to work in but they had a good big game record they were on, the reason they went out of the Champions League was not him it was Marquinhos and Donnarumma acting like idiots mm-hmm. they played really well against Mirabal over those two legs um, and he's a bit more refreshed now and I think he kind of has a bit clearer vision and there's a good squad for him to work with it's the squad here now is probably a bit more suited to him than the one he left behind. Yeah, it probably is. He's got some better ball players in the middle for sure. I, mean, I know he had Dembele before, but like... Benton Cole kind of takes that role. Yeah, he's not the same kind of player, but well. um, it's a more modern kind of adaptation of it. We, I mean, we've needed a new right back for years anyway. We've got three of them. We do have, we do he, have he, He'd probably give Spencer a run. I think you'd probably ask. Yeah, cause you, cause yeah you get, probably this guy, We think this guy's good because you give him a chance. But like, yeah, sure. Man. Yeah, he'd probably sure like another, a, a, another true like gas man, speed merchant yeah. out there. Is Spence fast? I'm not sure how fast. He's meant to be, but I have no be. idea. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Carl's Jeff Spence here? Yeah. But yeah, this is what we were sort of excited about when Conte first came in, like the wing backs being the, the big boys and all that. And we've seen it a little bit, but not. And the whole, not my whole thing with Conte was you looked at his Chelsea squad when he won the league. It wasn't full of. Okay, they had guys like Kante and Hazard and Costa. They were like the kind of. The, but they had the middlemen as but, well. But yeah, they had like. Moses is the one that everyone comes to, but as well, Alonso. The back yeah. three wasn't amazing. Azpilicueta, Luis, and Cahill. That's not an amazing back three. No, yeah, exactly. It's quite, it's quite lacking in a, bit, in a lot of areas. Um, there was the fact that he could elevate these guys to become those kind of players, the guys who could go and do this other stuff. Like they could be legends for that club. And it's just you could. We thought the last season was just the start, whereas in fact it's that's probably the peak. It's I don't think we're not. I don't think we're hitting those highs again. I'd be really, yeah, really surprised. I don't think so. Um, we, we've just sort of struggled and limped from game to game this yeah. year, haven't we? It's been weird. Yeah. There's been no real consistency at any point, yeah. Um, yeah. which is what makes it tough to back him for anything positive it's like, I think it's, that, that puts the ball in hard position too because if, if they're considering hit, that he's not going to be here why should they back him so much in the back him now yeah. that's still is the kind of thing I think that's something we actually reported on a couple of months ago in that hmm. that would play a part into it so. I'm sure it is it, yeah. it makes it sense has to be. Yeah. 
Okay, just why we're not putting two hundred mil down this month, mate. <laughs> just paying over Poro's release clause. And it's like, it, like every report about Poro is that Conte is the one that's not fully sold on him. Mm. So let's let's not. Yeah, I'll leave that there. Should we? Me, I'm, done, should we yeah. I'm done talking about Conte. Yeah, sure. Should we talk, should we talk about something else that's depressing? Harry yeah. Kane's future. Oh God, that's another one where I can't imagine he's here next season. Unfortunately, it it seems a bit. Uh, yeah, the chance of that seems to be getting bleaker and. Bleaker with every passing. Yeah, we we did a story on the site earlier this week where the line was that Tottenham are confident he'll stay. Now people seem to misconstrue this as me thinking that he's going to stay or that Kane thinks that he wants to stay. And my answer to that is no, you're reading it wrong. Kane is not convinced right now because of this form, and I don't blame him. I do not blame him at all. Um, he's got what, eighteen months left on his contract less than that why would he stay if there's so much uncertainty maybe that is the appeal of bringing in Tuchel as well and that if Spurs end the season well and get Champions League again maybe that convinces him to stay a bit more maybe it's tied to that because before this it was Kane's future was tied to Conte's maybe he's realised Conte's not all that yeah I, I, yeah I think Spurs have played too many hands a little too poorly to, to come out of this particular saga yeah. with a positive outcome I don't really yeah. see... I mean, I suppose they could keep him around for another year if they were feeling really stubborn about it. But then he goes know, on a free and it's in just In this like... day and age, missing out on 60, 70 million, which I'm sure they could get even with a year yeah. left on. I think, yeah, and I think they'll... I, I think would be seen as... I'll, yeah, I was saying this to someone earlier that wherever you think Levy's valuation of Kane is with a year on his left on his contract, add about 10 million to that because that'll mm-hmm. probably be what it actually is. Yeah. I mean, it won't be cheap. It's just like, yeah. I think just get mentally prepared for it in the same way that I'm mentally prepared for Arsenal to win the league this year god this is really pretty depressing isn't it yeah where's it going to end Robbie ah you know you can essentially just sort of become a fair weather football fan and that sorts you out so you full time Brentford yeah I was down at Brentford yesterday just between me and me that was really nice and someone was and someone I was working with saying to me you know it must be nice coming out it's like it's so much more fun than Spurs right now it really is you know it's on the opposite side of London isn't it you go and catch up with the people must do nothing lads they live around there don't they a <laughs> little bit of Jabuddy G big up corrupt effort <laughs> fully corrupt um, yeah I mean Kane, Kane's, Kane's gone relatively soon isn't he yeah <laughs> yeah I think we need to accept that gone, Kane's gone um, I think, crying. Yeah, I think there's something I theorised yesterday in that uh, people are theorising we're going to go for a new striker I think Richarlison is the new striker and that we're going to get a new left winger He's and that's kind of relegate Son yeah it makes more sense but then I was I was looking through my specialised database, the eSports FIFA database, Ooh. for who could spare a certain left wing. It's not looking good, Jude. No, is there no way? <laughs> no, like, it's either players who are too old, out of our kind of reputation range, out of our price range, or players who are like unproven at this level. And I do not, that I would not trust to kind of make that kind of leap to what we need. Like I think our goal tally next year might be down quite a bit depending on who is in charge. Yeah, that's sort of what makes the next appointment so uh, pivotal. Needs to find a way to score goals that yeah. aren't centred around just one player. Yeah, if we go anti-football again um, without Kane and an, uh, a permanently out-of-form son, it could be 
curtains for Tottenham. A little bit, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> but it shouldn't be, because, you know, I mean, Kane might leave, but they'll still have Kulisevsky. That's what, yeah, that's what I they mean, should, yeah. They should still, We have a good know. core of players. Like, I think there are still good attacking players to, to go out there and make things happen, and players who can move the ball quick enough to cause other teams' problems. It's just, yeah, they need to learn these bloody patterns don't yeah. they <laughs> you need to come up with a few more ideas and, yeah. or actually just have a system where it's not about actually thinking about coming up with ideas on the spot but it just happens organically like yeah. the rest of the other teams do you know yeah. you fucking you just squeeze a team into submission yeah, and yeah. blood out of the stone eventually rather than these yeah I don't know. I thought last season was so sick the way we were just like going. Bam, that's what, bam, yeah, bam, that's what bam, I mean. Yeah, it was. In, I thought it was perfect. Goal. I thought it was perfect the way that we were handling this. Like we were using the most of the squad to what we had, and it was just yeah. No, we're not. So yeah. For some reason they just can't. Yeah. Just can't get these little bits together. Because yeah. you know it's a shame in that Arsenal game. There are a few little moments where where Kane wriggled out of some holes and managed yeah. to find runners on on the flanks, and it's sort of like okay, that's that's yeah. more like this is what we're yeah. about. You yeah. know. Let's get into them. And it I was guess just too few and far yeah, between. It's, it's just moments. It's another problem where, like, if you've got so many Arsenal players in the middle of the pitch and you're just Kane's having to do that for ten seconds yeah. just to get the ball away, it just shows how tough actually finding that width is. Because they do it all the time, but it's just going out wide yeah. rather than going into yeah. space. It's completely different. But there's another thing as well in that Kane is such kind of a multi-faceted footballer now. We'd have to find a new way to kind of play. We wouldn't be able to rely on him coming deep and doing the stuff that he does. Yeah. It'd have to be. Uh, we need a creative. Um, this sounds anyway, like we also good need stuff a, as yeah. well, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the stuff they should be going out and doing and actually putting into action. It's just waiting. Know? It's waiting until you kind of really have to do it. Like, oh, fine, I'll, I'll do it then. It, Ooh, rather than rather, yeah, be, like just be a bit passive more, rather than being proactive about it. Which is kind of like how Spurs' transfer approach has been forever in the yeah. sell to buy yeah. all that stuff but when other teams go out and buy and they you know they're, they're active and aggressive with it they usually you know, reap the rewards they sell the players at the it's right not time. the Spurs don't spend money it's just that you know it's the, the, it's the use it's, it's the use of resources and the timing it's yeah. everything else around it I yeah. think so I think the annoying th- I get annoyed when people say that Spurs don't spend or whatever I think that's the, you're missing the point we spend probably the right amount for the club size that we are and I think when people have gone about oh we've got this billion pound stadium and why can't we spend like that yeah we're still paying the billion pound back that's why yeah yeah so that's, that's every man yeah the managers who have come in these last couple of years have each been backed I don't think there's a problem there yeah they've had players they've wanted and they've they've not got ones they haven't been able to get if any, is from the stuff that we heard the thing, the players that Nuno wanted I think we're probably right not to get so Oh, that was so long ago. <laughs> for such a short amount of time. I can't even remember who, who uh, you were. Cody was the one that stood out to me. Oh, of course, yeah. Adama was a club target. It still was a club target. Adama would, and at this point, that would never go away, will it? Like? It, will never, it will never go away. It's going to be friendly. <laughs> who, it's going to be like the new Damiao, basically. Oh, yeah. But at least we know what Dam- Adama is. And I believe that Adama could get better. I think... I said this at the, like last January we linked with him. I said it in the summer we were linked with him. I think Adama is like the perfect kind of player for Conte and that he will tell him to do very specific things and he would actually be able to do it because he's good at the his strengths are like massive strengths. Mm. His weaknesses are rather massive weaknesses. He just would tell him not to do those things. Yeah. I mean at least by signing Adama Traore you'd have someone so massive that they need doubling we, up. I can tell I can tell you, we do not have a player like him in this squad. <laughs> No, we need to play like, especially if Lucas Moore is leaving at the end of the season, and he hasn't 
He's been pretty much AWOL this season. He's um, definitely been AWOL since not done anything uh, Bolsonaro season, lost the election. Oh, yeah, that must have been tough for him, though, eh? That must have been a tough one. He's now a- that you say that, yeah, <laughs> massive, massive shame that Lucas hasn't been playing. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's <laughs> <So> compassionate leave. <laughs> um, oh, God. He's I- part of Bolsonaro's like, squad detail yeah. now, is he? Making sure he's yeah, safe yeah, wherever he goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should we do the transfers bit now and then go back, go to the games yeah, after? Yeah, I think it's a good place to go. So, so yeah. there aren't a lot of players actually linked with. I'd say there's two that stand above others. We'll start with Pedro Porro. Pedro Porro. And he's and he said a Solana name there, so good thing he didn't. Pedro. <laughs> um, right wing back. Uh, quite slight. Technically, really good though. Was yeah. I thought it was okay against us in the Champions League. I didn't think he was like, amazing. I think people were saying like, "Oh, he was absolutely amazing against us." Yeah. It's like I, I was at the home game and I watched the away game. I did. I wasn't like a stand-up player. Edwards was probably the stand-up player. Man, you have to be so wary of thinking we should sign a player because they play well against Spurs. Though, I mean, fucking hell. How, how many? Two thousand five. Yeah. How many? Rasiak. We, we really would. Like, how many rotters would we have on the books yeah. if that's what we were doing? Yeah. Like. Uh, all the way throughout like I think he was he was, he was, he seemed decent enough in that game yeah I thought but... it was good I was like I'm not coming away thinking oh wow we need to sign this guy yeah I don't I don't, I don't think his um, his stats are particularly amazing yeah doesn't mean he's not like here, that's yeah, I think the assist numbers are good but I think the goal was is like yeah for, if you're looking at for Conte yeah, the, ca- the caveat to that is with, we have heard that a lot of kind of recruitment teams and scouting teams do think that he's really kind of technically gifted like super Supercharged for like a right back, stroke right wing back. So, I mean, if that's true, that's something else entirely. That'd be nice. Like the, pro- the problem is we have three really right backs right now, isn't it? We probably need to shift one. Somebody needs like to we, Yeah, because if we could get like ten mil out of Emerson, that's probably understanding it. We could probably get fifteen if we really wanted to. Yeah. But the problem is, I think he just doesn't want to go. He's spent quite a lot of money already, hasn't he? Trying to <laughs> just get better. At football, so <laughs> He's like, no, he this is no, this is not a sunk cost. <laughs> I will be good. I will make my money back anyway. Are you guys, are you guys, I'm going to bet on myself. He's the, he's the, he's, the, no. he's, the, he's like, I asked my landlord to increase my rent. That's how much I believe in my grind. That's Emerson Royale trying to get his spot back at right wing back. Oh, fuck's sake. No, don't bet on yourself, Emerson. No, don't get banned. Don't do that. No. Yeah, so, yeah, probably I mean, nice. I'm not clamouring to pay his 45 mil release clause up front like some other fans are. There's a fan who walked past uh, the press box the other day he was stumbling out of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium he was like Levy mm. pay the release clause Poro 45 mil and I was like I'm sure we'll take it on board <laughs> but you know you pay you pay the price of admission you get to do what you want yeah apart much. from the final kicks of Ramsdale which we don't condone that was odd wasn't it yeah he yeah. went straight to jail with you Jude yeah yeah the hearing when is the hearing you're my lawyer aren't you you're supposed to be getting me off from that <laughs> shit shit Guy's like 35. That's insane. 35, 35 years old. It wasn't even a good kick. No, it really wasn't. Didn't he? he did all, it looked like all, he'd never watched all, a game of football in his all life. All that, lifetime ban, got sentenced for it, and it wasn't even a good kick. Yeah. You won a, And we lost. Yeah, we lost. I think he's had an absolute mess. He's, he's a horrible day. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible yeah. day. Yeah. So, Okay. Poro would be nice. I'm Probably not. wouldn't be the game changer everyone thinks. Uh, yeah. I, don't think, yeah, I don't think he's making or breaking our season. Yeah, I don't um, think so. And then the other one we've linked to is Leandro Trossard. Um, been reported 
uh, various places that we had a bid knocked back for him of about 12 mil it's about half of what Brighton wants I yeah. you you are the you are the Brighton man dude so I'll let you begin with this one I mean I think from from, from what I've been told is that they want about 30 mil for him um, which is sort of what Spurs have to play with this transfer window yeah I think um I th- I, th- I personally th- personally think he's had an absolute mare, Leandro Trossard, in, in, pushing, in pushing for it now. Um, Brighton are absolutely flying. Yeah, this is the thing. There's, it's not good. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think it hints at a, a healthy person's uh, attitude or personality. I don't think it'd be a good person to bring into the mix now. Um, there might have been promises made behind the scenes about him getting an exit or whatever, but it seems like it seems like Brighton are just sort of a bit pissed off with them yeah. now and um, aren't going to be bullied into letting him leave yeah um, and I can sort of see why it made it, you'd think it would make sense as a cut price option but I don't think Brian but he's going to a cut price option no, really not, yeah they're not it was, what we're bringing him to do he's coming to be a backup yeah exactly. and he's 28 it never works we've done this before it doesn't work you can't just buy backups like that they need to be challenging he's yeah. not good enough to challenge for a first team spot yeah and don't, we don't know what happened behind the scenes but it does paint a picture that if he's leaving the country over it that something's not right kind of in terms of attitude yeah I don't, want to, I don't want to fully judge the guy because I don't, don't know what happened no but. <laughs> but, it, but it is strange like somebody who's, he's, he's obviously one of Brighton's more high profile players yeah has had a lot of interest in, in him over like the the past couple of years or so but it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't register at all on the Saturday when they pumped Liverpool three 0 Yeah, like they had players coming in who were more than happy to do the roles. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's like he's been almost completely kind of market corrected by Matoma to a ridiculous extent. Yeah, um, I mean, oh, Matoma, completely different player, obviously. A bit more like Kudelski, like slowing down and getting to space yeah. into the byline stuff like that. Um, sorry, I'll stop. It's <laughs> not mansplaining Brighton now. Um, but yeah I, I don't think I, I'm not sure about you but I don't think Trossard would be a good move for Spurs at this no, point I'm when really, things I'm really are against so it. combustible I'm really against it and I think the uh, the only kind of conceivable positives for it is that he might be an attacking wing back option or yeah that's pretty much which it you can, which you can kind of do but um, another right wing back <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of do but then also is that oh it's just goals off the bench or is another option it's just like yeah. Why can we not go for someone younger? Yeah. Who could perhaps get a bit more better, or someone who's a bit more pacey, like other, like other. Just it doesn't feel like this feels like would be kind of He'd an be opportunistic quite stock, thing. stock option yeah. off the bench. Yeah. No real standout. Yeah. Just, just like I guess I might put well put Trussell on then. Yeah. I mean, he he screams West Ham to me really. If he if he moves somewhere, I don't. I don't really. Yeah, it's a bit like when Arsenal switch went, went from Stoke to West Ham. I guess is kind of similar to that. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, he, he's got like six or seven league goals this season so he's a good finisher good, big game player as well actually yeah it shows so I get, yeah, but I just scored against Spurs last no. season which is a nice yeah. finish it's like maybe if he was like three four years younger it would be more I think I think someone tweeted at the time I think our average age against Villa I don't know if it's the same Arsenal might be low because Asar was there but against Villa our average age of the pitch was 29 Ooh. that has to come down it does that definitely plays a part in these kind of slow starts and just the these mm. supposed short term thinking it's just like every other team is not doing that every other team is young teams now yeah. completely behind the curve like I said so we are 
We are. But all the pieces are like almost there. That's the annoying thing. But it's just gonna, there's going to be a lot of turnover now. Yeah, it feels like I feel like we're two or three players away, but then we're always two or three players away. Yeah, we're in that sort of permo state. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Adding a 28-year-old just means you're going to be in that state again. Yeah. So, whatever. Okay, okay. should we talk about the next couple of games we got? Oh, if, if we have to. I mean, um, yeah. City on a Thursday and Fulham on a Monday night. It's almost too much Spurs for one weekend, it is, isn't it? It is, you know. It's just, you know, given what they're up to at the please moment. Please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sort of an in, it's interestingly poised the city game, isn't it? I mean, we've we've been we went there last season and pulled off a similar sort of shocking three two win. Etihad is a one of kind of a happy hunting ground. I was going through the. I think Spurs have won four of their last six against City as well. It's Jesus something Christ. crazy in terms of the stats there. Um, they don't go to the Etihad that often and win, but they obviously did last season. They get at least like, um, positive results. They get results yeah, they that they get, have like, oh, that's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get results that no one can really explain. Um, but obviously City are coming off loss in the Carabao and a loss to to Manchester United in the and, Derby as and well. And they look really kind of... They look they, they play slowly now. They're, yeah. a bit like, they're a bit like us in the this kind of the way that they played before where it was yeah. just zip 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 I think I said this on the, on the pod before that when I went to watch us lose 4-1 there in 17-18 that was one of the best oh, yeah. I think it was the best I've ever seen a team play in they person. were outrageous and yeah. the, everything they did was so perfect the the place they played with the precision they played with Kevin De Bruyne I, I think the comparison we made was it's like he was playing foosball but instead of using the things to flip the players he was literally just picking the table up and moving the ball around where he wanted <laughs> it to go that's what it felt like um that's a special uh, level of control. That's what I mean, yeah. And yeah. They, like De Bruyne is still there, but he didn't have a lot of pace before. But you can see that he's lost a yard. And he can't just run around players anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, they, he just picks it up. In that yeah, they, area, they seem he? very reliant on Haaland just to score a few tap-ins. But their wingers aren't really that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the dynamics kind of been sucked out of them. Like you think of Grealish at Villa was not this kind of player. Mahrez is maybe just getting a bit older, but. He wasn't this player. Yeah, like it is that. I mean, you think of the players they've lost as well. They don't have Sterling arriving at pace anymore. Jesus Sane's, brought that. Yeah, Sane. Yeah. Uh, Sane. That's what I mean. It just as much as the other two. But. Teams that don't have that kind of dynamism don't frighten me. Yeah, this is this is. Like, I think I th- I th- such an underrated thing. I think people kind of in like the mid 2010s people got kind of sucked into this feeling that our oh, pace is just a FIFA thing. It's just like no, you need it to kind of stretch the play. You need it to create yeah. these situations and dynamics and games like this. Mm-hmm. And City, that's why I don't, I don't think City are going to win the league. I don't think City are the second best team in England right now, because they just lack because they just lack this. And it feels like I don't want to veer too much into it because I think it's a little bit premature. But it's starting to feel a little bit that Haaland is just giving them a kind of deluxe problem. What Man United had with Ronaldo, in that he scores all these goals and Haaland does it at a much better rate than Ronaldo did, and it's like kind of freakish the way that he can score, mm-hmm. but he doesn't provide a lot else. I think I'm very I'm, I'm, that's what I said at the start of the show I'm not very um, I'm not on Pep's level of ball knowledge oh, but I, I think he had blind spots and I think the blind spot is that he wants the striker to just tap in and it's just like if he does maybe a bit more you might get more out of your team yeah I mean yeah that's true um, I mean yeah I, I, I don't think yeah, from a truly pessimistic standpoint I don't think he's going to have Harland anyway is going to have too many problems scoring against Spurs in the next few weeks <laughs> given he has two chances they can't 
defend. We'll probably get. We'll probably gift him one. Look um, at our big game record this season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird to even try and analyze Harlan because he's got what twenty one league goals already this season. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of those have come in big clubs. He obviously scored a hat trick and got two assists against United earlier in the season. Did nothing the other day though. Somehow, um, and I can't. I can't really remember his other big game um, contributions to be honest, or the other big games that City have played and how well he's done. He didn't do a lot against Liverpool. Did he score against Chelsea? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he wasn't very good at that game. I can't remember who scored that. And obviously, this is our first meeting within the season because the. First one was postponed because it of the is, Queen. Yeah, I mean, Spurs playing against him. I'm trying to think of. I don't think. Not he wasn't at Dortmund when we played him. No. So we haven't played him. No, this, this, is, our, this, is, our, this is the first time Kane and Harlan are going to meet. Kane, yeah, Kane and Harlan the first time. Probably uh, Eric Dyer and Erling Harlan will meet as well. <sighs> that was the first. Maybe. I was actually I was just thinking now from my head like our big game record. I think we it feels like we gifted a goal to a team in every big game this season. So Chelsea, Chelsea, that second goal was atrocity. Yeah, first goal, first goal, Koulibaly volley fine. The second goal, which like everyone's over on one side and no, one, no one's coming to, over. They switched to the four. At yeah, the back, and, it, and, it, and yeah, and, it, like... and James is all of a sudden in loads of free space. Uh, yeah, who was, was a big game after that? Was it Arsenal after that the next big game? Uh, Arsenal uh, was the three one. Yeah, yeah their, se- their second which goal. Is obvious. Lloris, um, uh, Man United. This, these were two bad ones. Man United was just. A, I think it was just a really bad. Performance. Oh, I, no, I, he made loads of saves, didn't he, Lloris? Yeah, Lloris is actually the, the, the fine one of that. He was the fine one. <laughs> Everyone else. The state of the season. But yeah, Newcastle, Lloris and Dyer. Yeah, Liverpool, Dyer. Yeah. And then Arsenal, Lloris again. Yeah. So yeah, every big game. So City are due to be gifted at least one goal. Yeah. But it's the thing. There's just there's just been no consistency at all throughout the year. I mean, there's one stretch in all comps where we won three games on the trot. But that happened once, and they haven't managed to do that. Brighton, Frankfurt, Everton. Yeah, and then they lost to. I thought we were good in that Frankfurt game. It was literally just the last five minutes. Yeah. that's the thing. Like we played good for most of the game, and then the last five minutes we threatened to cave in on ourselves. It's just like, yeah. well, what was the point of that? Yeah. What did you do that for? I mean, the problem is now it just it just seems like these little these um these spells where they go two three games without a win, they, they're just becoming a lot more frequent these days. Yeah. And um, it feels like they can't pick themselves back up when uh, the worst happens. Yeah. After, I don't. I Would it be the worst thing in the world of City win? I hate. I hate to be the ones to ask that question. I fucking hate City. <laughs> um, I fucking hate Arsenal. I hate football. It's like the I hate Spurs. Like your wife. Yeah, you'd be under the bed. <laughs> You'd probably be a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a burglar. Um, yeah, <laughs> these two games. We got them twice in in like two weeks. Yeah. Which is so not cool. And I don't know how the how they're gonna survive it. Lots of luck. Lots of luck. Conte said his press conference, you need luck to be seen. And you know, I agree as well. Yeah. Yes. I guess the, what would it be? Try and play the same way last year. But last year was such a perfect performance. And City got 93 points in that season. Yeah. And probably should have gone to a Champions League final without, if they didn't boss it at the end. Yeah. So. That game was mad now that you think of it. They should have just seen, seen out a 2 1 win. They had a 2 goal advantage going into stoppage time. What the hell were they doing? Don't know what they were doing. Absolutely cocked it up. Yeah. 
could ever be us. Yeah. Well, if if a win against City is the slight crown of comfort we can take this season, then fingers crossed because yeah. that's always nice, even if it seems some somewhat ridiculous. Yeah, I've been saying that I'm basically a United fan now because I think they're the best hope of stopping Arsenal. <laughs> so if United beat Palace tonight, then that helps, and then if they beat Arsenal at the Emirates on Sunday, then that really helps. That'd be nice. Yeah, there is there is the thing of. Um, you know, Arsenal have got to play United and then they've got to play City twice as well. Yeah, they do have to play. I don't so, back them in those, in those City games. No, I, um, I do. I back Arsenal over City in those games because I think... I know everyone is such a meme and I enjoy taking the piss out of it. But the way Arsenal played that first half against them last season was actually... That's why That was like a prelude to what they've been like this season, I think. And I think City won't be able to deal with that. Yeah. I definitely back them in one of the games and then I back City in the other game. What to learn from the mistakes? Oh no, just one of them to win. <laughs> so I reckon maybe the home side wins when they're at home, and then in the other game, the home side always also wins when they're at home. Fancy doing some more fence hitting? Are <laughs> you doing more predictions if you like? <laughs> oh, no, that's quite all right. <laughs> uh, and then so after City, we've got Fulham on Monday. Fulham are in good form, annoyingly at this time. They have a massive striker as well, don't they? Alexander he just Mitrovic. loves throwing himself at everything well beyond him as well chaos. they have a man who scored the winner against Chelsea oh, Carlos Vicius oh good lord sorry for all of you who can't see now doing that he's doing the Carlos Vinicius yeah. celebration the yeah the Carlos Vinicius would you laugh if he did it in front of our fans I think that'd be quite funny it's good, good shit house <laughs> moment to be fair I hope so I mean, we've we done nothing like, wrong for him I, I, I was quite happy with him I, wouldn't, I thought I wouldn't, for what he was he was fine I don't really see what more you could ask for really. unless he just goes mental and scores 30 <laughs> but like that was never going to happen he was never going to score 30 goals was it? Just he was fine for what he was a Europa League striker yeah he scored a few he, goals he played he that one game alongside Kane in the Prem when Mourinho was like out of yeah. ideas he, sc- like, he scored he scored didn't he <laughs> it's like, this was the thing that I was talking about with someone the other day in that at least when Mourinho was going down the shitter he was trying to change things <laughs> yeah. and they just weren't working it was just because that he'd brought in a lot of crap players and he didn't know how to how to get the best out of them but his change he was, just, was, but he was changing it 4-4-2 and it was always it was always I'm going to I'm going to choose these are my four set backs that I want and every week I'm going to be choose to be mad at one of them <laughs> <laughs> he just randomly so dropped Dyer or Adeville or Sanchez for a couple of weeks out of nowhere yeah I mean I love all that playing players up against each other yeah. bollocks but yeah. I don't know I feel like I've mellowed out and I can't <laughs> can't, can't deal with it yeah <laughs> I can't be bothered it really takes it out of you you know you know nice soft yeah. beardy man yeah, you know. being a full time hater that's hard it is hard hard it job hard. try loving 100% <laughs> of the time that's a real it's yeah, really can't, can't really job. do that. You can't justify it. Yeah. Fulham are, yeah, Fulham are properly decent this year, mm. aren't they? I don't think any of us really predicted them to uh to stay up at the start of the year. Yeah, they're the top points on the team right now. Yeah, they're they're and it's a fight for fifth yeah, place. And if apparently. we if we were if we were to <laughs> lose against Man City, then Fulham would go above us with a win. So yeah. if you want to know the state of our season. Getting leapfrogged uh, by Fulham yeah, is quite not a great. sobering thing. That yeah, you look at the chase in pack and Oh god, yeah. There was there was that one person who was all like going chat with Fulham and them man. <laughs> which it's gonna be us. Yeah, I hope you've never done anything as stupid as that. But you never know, I suppose. Nothing that I've ever regretted at the time. Yeah. Nothing that I ever really look back on and really think, wow, that was really stupid. I think I was justified in, in the opinions I have at times. I've never looked. P- football, back. Cha- football, yeah. cha- football changes though. Football does thing. change. I've had it's people. Fulham and Brighton are really good. 
you know that was a stupid idea and I've been like alright mate yes. I never looked back and thought that yeah way. sorry about that <laughs> you, know, you know you know classic Sean Walshing you know just, just a little bit of criticism doesn't hurt you know yeah you know don't need to call you a twat no not really I apologise for that yeah So we bounce back though <laughs> like Michael Dawson water way. off a duck's back yeah you say Michael Dawson yeah he's, I share a birthday with Michael Dawson do you yeah 18th that's of nice. November that's nice that's nice not the same year Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. 26. Michael Dawson. <laughs> God, I remember the conversation we had this season. Is Eric Dyer better than Michael Dawson? I think the I think the answer to that now is a resounding no. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's... Yeah, but did we come out to a... I can't remember what our <laughs> conclusion was. <laughs> I know, I, I floated it. I was like, if, if would Michael Dawson be as good as Eric Dyer in this system? Oh, okay. And I was like, Dawson played in the back four and did, like had little pace and no protection, so... You imagine yeah. you could be able to ping some balls over the top. I think I signed Michael Dawson for Inter <laughs> in a quite a recent football manager as well. Well, when he's finished. Yeah, when he was finished. I think I got him from Hull. And like, all my all the fans were just like, we're not what really, the fuck are you doing? We're not really up for this. And I was like, Who is what? this? I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> what are you talking about? Should have been he's like, going to become player coach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't gassed? This is class. Remember when context I'm actually under Inter? Yeah, I completely forgot to have that touchline thing against. Signed him for Inter and then just got him a Serie A's winners medal. So I don't really understand. That's the kind of signing we should be making, you know. Yeah, it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. (laughs) He would Ashley would not power us to the title. He might. Yeah, can't you can't rule out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should rule out. Yeah, I suppose so. Where is he? He's playing Villa. Yeah, Villa now. Beat us the other week because Villa had a bazooka and we didn't. Yeah, a bazooka. That's the word he used, right? Oh, I see. Conte. A bazooka. Well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> yep, that is question. Okay, that's, um, that was a rather depressing hour, or so, wasn't it? Yeah, should do. I it can't it wait again. to do this every week. Do it again. Do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah, okay. in our lovely attic. Lovely. Yeah. I'm actually really freezing. It's better than the pod when it's actually really hot. It's, it's, there's just no aircon in here, I suppose. Probably so it's hot as hell in the summer. And is that blue skies? Cold as it is blue skies. Oh, summer's Don't on the way. Don't start singing the air. Summer's on the way, which means it's another Spurs rebuild. Hopefully it's painful. <laughs> Squeezing <laughs> zits. I really like it. Okay. Should we wrap up there? I think I'm done talking about Spurs for one week. One uh, lifetime. I think we've got through plenty. Yeah. There's over an hour of stuff there for people to cry and wallow over. That's, that's fun. This list is for the next three months. Exactly. Without us. <laughs> no, hopefully before then, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go try sure. and regularly. We'll, we'll be sure to return. Yeah. More than you believe. Okay. Let's wrap up there. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, please subscribe and leave a rating if you can. It really helps us out. And we will be back next week. We will be back next week. Okay. Cool. Thank you, everyone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.